when a woman married, she would take ten silver coins and sew them into her hair or into a headdress to wear on her wedding day. So along with the face value of the coins, perhaps even more valuable to her was the significance of the coins. Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on-air host Randy Snavely as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part one of A Clean Sweep, the parable of the lost coin, taken from chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke. Some Like It Hot is a romantic comedy that came out in 1959. In the movie, two men are being chased by the mafia because the two had observed the gangsters committing a crime. In order to keep from being captured, the two men dress up like women and try to join an all-female band that is traveling by train to Florida. Both of the men, however, end up falling for the same girl in the band and vie for her affection, and that becomes rather difficult to do because they're pretending to be women. Well, in our parable today that I'm calling A Clean Sweep, Jesus puts men in the position of having to pretend to be a woman. Reading from Luke 15, verses 8 through 10. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. If you remember in the first parable Jesus tells in this chapter, he had the Pharisees pretend they were shepherds, which really disgusted them because shepherds were dirty and disgusting and unclean people. Now Jesus wants the Pharisees to pretend they are women. He wants them to think like a woman. In the culture of that day, that was incredibly offensive and insulting to a man. Interestingly enough, while the Pharisees were offended at being likened to both shepherds and women, God had no problem with it. In the scriptures, God is referred to in the masculine gender, but he had no issue comparing himself to a woman. The 23rd Psalm is a great example. The Lord is compared to a shepherd, and we have no problem with that. That was a man's job. But in verse 5 of Psalm 23, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Well, guess what? In the culture of the Old Testament, men did not set the table or cook up the meal. That was a job for women. So in perhaps the most famous psalm of them all, God is the shepherd who provides for his sheep, and he is the woman who fixes dinner. Luke 13, 34 is another illustration that Jesus tells that pictures a mother as being Jesus. How often I wanted to gather your children together like a hen gathers her chicks. That's a picture of a mother hen being Jesus. So in the first parable in Luke 15, the Pharisees are made to feel unclean, and in this one, they are made to feel unrespected. God certainly does have a way of humbling us when we don't do it ourselves. 
You are listening to the Parable Podcast on Family Life. Today's edition is entitled A Clean Sweep, Part 1. It's taken from Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Now, just like in the first parable that I labeled the searching and rescuing shepherd, something of great value is lost in this parable. I got to tell you, I can relate to this woman sitting at her table and counting and going through her coins. When I was younger, at the end of each day, I would toss my loose change into a jar and not really think about it until after the jar was full. Then I would dump all the coins on the table or floor and count how much money I had. If I found a dime or a quarter that was all silver with no copper in it, I would give it to my father, and he usually gave me twice the amount back because he knew those coins were more valuable than the copper ones. Well, this lady is counting her coins and discovers one is missing. In my mind, I can see her looking first on the table, then on the floor, and she doesn't see the coin. She gets up from the table and lights a lamp, sweeps the floor, and I can imagine her crawling on her hands and knees, looking and searching diligently for that lost coin. And suddenly, she sees it. Relief washes over her. She's so excited and overjoyed over finding the coin, she whoops it up and hollers and bounds out of her little house yelling, I found it! I found it! And her neighbor's first thoughts are, "Uh, no, honey, I think you have finally lost it. Then she explains to her neighbors what had happened, and they rejoice with her. The coin that she lost and then found more than likely was part of her dowry given to her either by her father or her husband. Women often put the coins in a cloth pouch, perhaps the precursor to the purse, and wore them around their neck. When a woman married, she would take ten silver coins and sew them into her hair or into a headdress to wear on her wedding day. So along with the face value of the coins, perhaps even more valuable to her, was the significance of the coins. They represented everything she had to give to the marriage. The dowry also represented her security. If the woman's father or husband died unexpectedly, it was her dowry that really became her safety net. And this woman had just lost one-tenth of her dowry. That's a big deal. That's a huge loss. And Jesus tells the Pharisees and others, put yourself in her shoes. What would you do? Well, the obvious answer is you would go looking for it. And that's what she does. She lights a lamp. You know, a light can make all the difference in the world. When my oldest son, Adam, was five, he had to wear glasses. Not long after we bought them, he lost them. Glasses aren't cheap, so we began searching all through the house for them. I remember going out into the van and looking under the seats, in between the seats, and in every nook and cranny in that vehicle. We looked and looked and looked, and we couldn't find them. Finally, I asked Adam where he was when he remembered having his glasses last, and his answer, in the van. And I thought to myself, I've already searched the van. And then I prayed, Lord, I need your help here. 
and the thought popped into my head, look through the van again, only this time use a flashlight. The very first place I looked, under the front passenger seat, a place I had already checked out before, and there they were. The light made all the difference. Well, it's that way with people, too. Many have tried to find the answers to life and what happens after death, and the answers remain hidden until the light comes into the picture. This has been the Parable Podcast with Randy Snavely. Click the subscribe button so you'll know when new episodes are released. And be sure to check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including If That Makes Sense, Business by the Book, and Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Your partnership makes podcasts like this possible. Find out more at familylife.org.